Welcome to On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, where we take you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham, and today I'm excited to share a conversation I had with our Vice President of Donor Ministries, Steve Nickel. In his role with Samaritan's Purse, Steve gets the opportunity to interact with and bless the many faithful supporters of our ministry. What I love most about Steve is his heart for the Lord and his incredible knowledge of Scripture. And that's what he shared with me during our entire conversation. I hope it encourages you as it blessed me. Okay, so welcome to On the Ground, Steve. Uh, First to start, would you just introduce yourself? Okay, Uh, Steve Nickel and uh, came in May of 2001. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was a monumental year, as we remember. Uh, Mm -hmm. 9-11 happened that year, and that was a big year for our family. Our oldest was 15 at the time. She was not happy Mm -hmm. moving 1,100 miles from Lincoln, Nebraska to Mm -hmm. uh, Boone, North Carolina. Who ever heard of Boone, North Carolina? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I wasn't looking to go anywhere. I was working for a, a ministry called Back to the Bible out there, had been there 23 and a half years at that point. Uh, and of course, I wasn't looking to leave, but uh, God made it clear that uh, He was preparing us. And uh, probably the most interesting feature of that whole thing, of making the decision to come, I, I really was interested in in being confident that God was calling our family, mm. that this wasn't a career move for me simply, but uh, that He was going to do a work in our family. And this was about our unit uh, together, the six of us. And so I'd prayed very much about that. God make make it clear. And uh, that Saturday night, as we were talking with our kids, my oldest uh, asked the question, um, you know, what what happens next? And I said, well, Monday I'm supposed to give my answer if I'm willing to come. And she said, can't you just say no? Hmm. And th- that you'd rather not go and. And that was a legitimate question for a 15-year-old, mm-hmm. and uh, so I wanted to give a reasoned answer. But our second daughter, basically uh, uh, 12 at the time, said, uh, well, you know, uh, if if he does that, and she called her sister by name, if, if he does that, uh, that, that would be like closing your heart to God. And anyway, we moved here uh, in 2001, and uh, it's been a great ride. Uh, for these 22-plus mm. years now, and uh, so thankful mm. for what the Lord has done. Well, I'm thankful you were obedient. Yeah. Um, and you're right. And that's something, I, you know, if people are listening, you know, if God's calling you to do something, it's not always easy. Yeah. It takes sacrifice. Um, as you were talking, I thought of um, Ruth, you know, and the, the kinsman redeemer, you yeah. know, how Boaz wasn't the first one. There was another man. Yeah. And Ruth and Boaz are in the lineage of Jesus, you yeah. know, and I always think of that first one. And I don't know what his reasoning was, you know, yeah. if it was financial or he had a family or what it was, but he passed it up, yeah. you know, and Boaz took that yeah. kinsman redeemer role. And I always think of, you know, when God calls us to do something, yeah. you're right, it's to obey or not to obey. Yeah. And... I'm thankful you were obedient. <laughs> yeah, we and miss I, miss a lot of blessings when mm-hmm. we don't obey. Uh, right, we just miss out. One, one of my favorite verses is uh, uh, passages is Paul's prayer for the Philippians uh, in the first chapter, uh, verses nine to eleven. He says, "And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in with knowledge and all discernment." so that you may approve what is excellent, Mm. and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness, uh, which comes through Jesus Christ, 
to the glory and praise of God. So there's so much there, you know, and, and what is the love in our heart that he wants to abound more and more? That's, that's the love that God has poured out into our hearts. Paul talks about in Romans 5. Uh, he's poured that into us, and that gives us hope and the certainty, even through difficult times, challenges, tests, and so forth, more and more. The love God has for us is multiplying within us. So this is the way love works as it is given to us by God, as it multiplies or abounds in our hearts. Then we want more and more of his will, no matter the cost, because the cost pales in comparison to the blessing and the glory that God reveals not always on this side, seldom on this side, mm-hmm. uh, but, it, but it's awaiting us. Mm-hmm. And the inheritance kept for us in heaven, which can never perish, spoil, or fade, mm-hmm. is going to blow our minds. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the promise of God. Mm-hmm. As people are listening, I know you can tell you are going to be richly blessed today. You are <laughs> a pastor as well on top of what you do with Samaritan's Purse, and so you know and love God's Word. And because we, you know, the gospel is why Samaritans first goes, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is it. It's not good works. It is not charity. And so that is why we love and cherish those that that choose to support us. And so I guess talk to me about what you've learned um, in giving yourself, but also watching people give. I mean, as you mentioned, it's the Lord. It's This is the Lord's ministry. And like the fish and the loaves, you know, he can do so much more than we can even ask or imagine with our little gifts. Right. And so how have you watched the Lord, um, I guess, bless the the faithful, cheerful givers mm-hmm. um, over the years? And, you know, he has grown this ministry, and it's yeah. not us, um, it's God's hand. Yeah. So what would you say to that? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I was really blessed to be raised in a family that believed in giving, that really loved the Lord. My parents were great examples, and they gave faithfully. And, uh, you know, Dad would would see somebody in need, and I remember one time riding with him, and he stopped at the by the road to uh, help help a guy, and, uh, and he got back in the car, and uh, I forget what the guy needed. He got back in the car, and he said, uh, you know, Steve, uh, when we have opportunities to help, uh, if we will do it uh, as unto the Lord— it always comes back to us in some way. So from a child, I learned to give and and to do so as unto the Lord. I didn't always appreciate what it would mean, but uh, as I've grown and matured, uh, I've seen so many blessings flow out of it. Uh, through the, the act of giving is is uh, is so much like God. When we give, we are acting like God mm. because He's a giver. He, he loved the world and He gave. And so when we, when we give, we are drawing near to him. And whenever you draw near to God, uh, in your behavior, your actions, your attitude, your motives, uh, you are richly blessed in this because he is life. Uh, this is resurrection life we're living. And it's, it's uh, revolutionary, really. It's life changing. And so we've seen this, you know, uh, Paul talks about peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, we have, we, we have peace with God because of Jesus' death and resurrection. We've been justified. We stand in this grace in peace with God. And then every aspect of our life is brought into conformity mm-hmm. with that peace with God. I mean, you came over 20 years ago, so you have watched, I guess, circumstances change, yeah. but our God not change. So right. can you talk to me about just his presence and what he's taught you, what you've seen in the ministry. 
So. Well, these big events, you know, storms and trials of life and disasters and uh, war and, and uh, you know, terrorist attacks create fear. Mm -hmm. And fear is the antithesis of love. It's the opposite. Uh, perfect love casts out fear. So if we love God, uh, we will we will not live in fear. We will not make decisions based on fear, but rather uh, we will stay focused on the center and, and the purpose uh, for which we live move and have our being. And so, you know, 9-11 is a good example. Uh, and I remember a, a phone conversation with uh, a relatively young man uh, who, with his wife, uh, both had jobs with firms that were officed in the Twin Towers. And I don't remember the details, but neither of them was at work that day. And they were so moved and really shaken by the reality that God had spared their lives that they they literally uh, decided to change their lives and devote their lives from that moment on to serving the Lord in, in more vocational ministry. Mm -hmm. I recall it was the tenor of the conversation was uh, everything we have belongs to God, so we're going to do His will now. And uh, by the way, one of the most important questions in the Bible is God's question to Moses at the burning bush. What is that in your hand? And that was a stick, a rod, that when surrendered to the Lord mm. and then picked back up by the power of God, mm. uh, the rod didn't do the miraculous things. God did it because of the surrender of the rod and the heart of the servant to the Lord. And he was involved in life-changing, monumental, and miraculous activities. Now, God's not going to be that dramatic with most of us most of the time. We couldn't take it, but uh, uh, he will do amazing things. And, and we know whatever is offered to him is never wasted, and it will be magnified by him. It will be multiplied. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't feel like giving sometimes, and uh, you know we may not feel like we have that much to give. But uh, again, the two, the two copper coins, Jesus praised her. Uh, and she gave more than all the others because she she gave all she had to live on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure um, decades of serving in ministry, you know, because you served, you know, many years before you came to Samaritan's Purse. I mean, ministry is hard. Yeah. Um, it's taxing. It's yeah. exhausting. You know, we can become yeah. weary. Um, yeah. So talk to me about how the Lord has sustained you. How yeah. have you stayed grounded in God's Word, yeah. able to serve so faithfully and and cheerfully? Yeah, we're all uh, operating in bodies of flesh that mm -hmm. do get tired and have other desires and so forth. And, you know, uh, sometimes when people uh, retire from a job in ministry, they'll say, I've loved every minute of it. And I think, well, uh, I won't be able to say that. That'd be a lie for me. I've loved every minute of 85% of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty good score, I think, mm -hmm. uh, because ministry is hard. But the reality is the devil has mm -hmm. twice as much reason to work here as mm -hmm. he does across the street at the mm -hmm. bank mm -hmm. because this is where he can impede the progress of the mm -hmm. gospel. And he's mm -hmm. trying to do that. And so life is hard. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's not the devil, it's our, our flesh or our own willfulness or whatever it is. And, and, and just bad stuff happens. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm -hmm. So we need to be observing. If we're mm -hmm. paying attention, we will see the word and work of Christ. Mm -hmm all around us and in us, mm. and and it will fill us. And, and of course, this is why the Scriptures uh, remind us, uh, David, in Psalm 119, uh, uh, 
hide his word in your heart, you won't sin against him. The word of God is what gives us the energy. It is not only a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path, but it is life. It is sweetness. It is honey. It is truth. It is sustenance. It is our very Mm -hmm. life in the word and abide in Christ. His word abide in us. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus said, you will be fruitful. Mm -hmm. We all want to be fruitful. And this is how we are fruitful. Abide, abide, abide. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I love Philippians 1.9. Uh, love abound in knowledge and discernment so that you may approve what is best or excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want God's best. And I had a pastor years ago who said, uh, never sacrifice God's best on the altar of the good. Mm-hmm. We get distracted with so many good things, and we're not paying attention. Uh, James in in chapter four talks about planning. What you know, you say you're going to go this place or that, and and you're going to do this or that. You don't even know what tomorrow's going to bring. Uh, you you need instead to say if God wills, mm-hmm. and of course the corollary in Proverbs three six. Uh, you know, fives, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. Okay, so if the Lord wills is to acknowledge that he's Lord of my planning. Uh, we're not just making plans and then asking God to come in and stamp his blessing on it. No, that's that's presumptuous, but rather we're praying, all the, living in a posture of prayer, Lord, direct my steps. And, and the Psalms and scriptures are full of this idea, Proverbs 16, 9. We, we make our plan in our heart, but the Lord directs our steps. And mm-hmm. uh, if we're acknowledging him in all our ways, then we are making our plans under the Lordship of Christ. We're submitting them to him, and, and then we're not so... Uh, distracted or discouraged or frustrated when our plans get changed because Mm -hmm. we know the Lord is sovereignly Mm -hmm. superintending all that we're doing, and he's watching over it. He's directing everything, and and we see this, and we're flowing in the Spirit, and the joy of the Lord truly is our strength because we are filled with the Spirit, Mm -hmm. and we are making the most of every opportunity Mm -hmm. to the best of our ability because he's revealing Mm -hmm. what is his best. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. And it fab- it's just fabulous, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, we're uh, I, I'm from the Ozarks in Missouri, okay? I, I spent more time barefooted uh, growing up than mm-hmm. I did with shoes on. And, uh, you know, we, we were just simple, humble people. And, and I so often feel like, you know, the Lord yeah. has picked me out of these humble uh-huh. circumstances, mm-hmm. and he's put me in places of blessing and privilege and tremendous honor and joy, and and what a thrill it is to just simply lay it all before him and just look at him and say, you are an incredible father Mm -hmm. and a glorious master, such a kind and faithful and generous master, Mm -hmm. never asking of me more than you equip me to do. Mm -hmm. And, And you're not a driver, you're, you know, the the parable of the talents. The the one who buried his talent considered his master to be a wicked man. And that's an unbeliever mm. who who didn't receive the grace of God. And mm. and we Christians can act like unbelievers sometimes in in feeling like we're put upon by the Lord in an unfair and unjust way. And sometimes God does allow injustice to touch mm. us, unfairness and and uh, surprises that are very unpleasant. And it mm-hmm. feels very unfair and unjust. But all right, so 
So if he's going to make us like Jesus, how is it going to happen? Okay, what does Peter say? Uh, Jesus set an example for us that we should walk in. And what was that example? When he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he was tested and, and accused unjustly, he did not open his mouth. He was like a lamb before her shearers. He was silent. And he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. Mm-hmm. And he did this to set an example for us that we should walk in his steps. So when trouble comes, when unfairness, injustice, or false accusations come, uh, Jesus would say to us, walk in my steps and trust yourself to the one who judges justly. You will be vindicated in the end. Mm. Uh, I know the truth, and I will reveal it uh, when all the motives of hearts are revealed, and you will receive your commendation at that time. So that's the unjust part, but most of us don't have to deal with with that very often. Mm -hmm. But it occasionally comes, and God will do it on purpose because he wants us to be like Jesus, and that's the only way, ultimately, to be like Jesus. You're conveying, I think, so much of the hearts of our staff, because yeah. as you mentioned, I love Proverbs 16.9, you know, in in his heart a man plants his course, but the Lord directs and determines yeah. his steps, yeah. and that is that is how Samaritan's Purse operates. Yeah. Um, you know, the God room principle that Bob yeah. Pierce, you know, our founder set early on, you know, make plans so big and so bold that that you can't do it. You yeah. know, you need God's uh, intervention. And I think of, you know, David, you know, so many times he was doing what he was called to do, being a shepherd. You know, yeah. whatever he was called to do, he did his job, and that's why he could go before Goliath. You know, I think yeah. of that when he said to Saul, you know, and he said, you're just a boy. He said, yeah, yeah but with God's help, yeah. I killed you know, lions and bears, and so I can go before this giant. And I think that's what I see Samaritan's Purse do yeah. time and time again. Yeah. It's not that we're wise and successful, and, and although many of our employees are, um, I mean, they are really skilled, but they're surrendered to the Lord. Yeah. And they know, because I've done this in the past, yeah. I can go before this giant. So maybe share how you've seen that unfold, because I think that is how Samaritan's Purse has progressed over the years. Yeah. Well, I love that Samaritan's Purse is a learning organization, and no two disasters are exactly alike, and so you're learning, and there are certain principles you set in place and preparations and all of that and planning. Uh, it's good to be ready and equipped the best you can, and, and but you're learning all the time, and uh, we, we need to be lifelong learners, mm-hmm. and so that's a key element of this. But, uh, you know, again, Psalm 37, uh, 23, uh, the steps of a man are ordered by the Lord, uh, and he delights in his way. The Lord delights in our way when we are following his steps and, and uh, lead, uh, following his direction, and we delight in his way, uh, and he gives us the desires of our heart, which means he shapes the desires and he fills them mm. then. And so as we desire his gospel to be advanced, as we desire to be useful in advancing the kingdom. He delights in our way uh, because we are delighting in his way. And even then, Psalm thirty-seven twenty-four says, even though he fall, he will not be cast headlong. He won't be destroyed. Paul in 2 Corinthians 4 talks about this, cast down but not destroyed. Even though we fall, and, and do what appears to be maybe a mistake or we miss something or, or we hit some devastation or whatever we didn't see coming, we won't be cast headlong because the Lord holds us hmm. by his hand. Uh, 
At the same time, we have to be good stewards of our life energy. And you cannot give 24-7, 365, and expect to be successful. You will implode Mm -hmm. uh, because you get hollowed out. And and to love oneself so that we can love our neighbor as ourself means that we recognize we must have Sabbath. We must take time to rest. This is what it means to acknowledge God in all our ways. We can't just constantly work. We must take time to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah thirty fifteen: in repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Okay, that's in a context of Israel's disobedience. They needed to repent of their sin and find salvation in God alone and rest and trust in him instead of their own foolish ways. And, and we're guilty like Israel was. We uh, we think we can do this and we go charging off in our own strength and, and, and we're just going to. We're going to be lost. We need to be saved. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the Lordship, confessing Jesus as Lord is certainly for eternal salvation, but it's also for daily salvation from our, mm-hmm. our flesh, the world, and the devil. Uh, we, we need to confess the Lordship of Christ, and we need to take good care of our bodies, and we need mm-hmm. to come apart and rest, and, and uh, as Jesus did. Mm-hmm. We have so many people tuning in, you know, and so many people give to Samaritan first. You know, many are not believers. Yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe would you just speak to people that are listening, thinking, what what is the gospel? What are you talking yeah. about? And what what is it that Samaritan's Purse takes to the ends of the earth? Um, so maybe for that listener that, that doesn't even know where to start, what would you say to them? Yeah, well, uh, Paul gave the uh, the most succinct definition of the gospel in 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, when when he said Christ died, uh, he was buried, and he rose again, and he was seen by many witnesses. So th- those three those three elements: the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. This is the simplest uh, declaration of the gospel. Uh, well, why did he die? Because we needed a savior. Uh, God wanted to restore us to relationship with Him, and so the good news is that Christ became sin for us. The one who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The great exchange. Mm -hmm. Our sin created a debt we couldn't pay. His gift paid the debt, Mm -hmm. and he robed us with his righteousness. And by confessing, that was for me, and claiming him as Lord, uh, surrendering my life to him. I, I have eternal life and peace with God, and I stand in grace. And he sees me as perfected uh, ultimately in him. And he's about the process of of sanctifying and, and uh, perfecting us uh, as we go through life. We don't, we, we don't have to agonize over things, you know, and we're not always going to get everything right. But mm-hmm. whatever we do is unto the mm-hmm. Lord will be blessed uh, if we do it as unto him. And remember, too, the uh, the woman who gave the coins to the temple treasury and Jesus praised her. Think about the temple and under the control of the Pharisees and the mm-hmm. religious leaders. It was a morally, politically, spiritually, and ethically bankrupt institution mm-hmm. that she gave her money to. And Jesus still praised her because she didn't give it to the institution. She gave it to God. Mm-hmm. So in all of our giving and doing, mm-hmm. let's give it and do it as unto the Lord. And he will reward mm-hmm. that faithful service. And so uh, seek for him with all your heart, mm. and he will direct your steps. Mm. 
Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. And I guess finally to close, you get kind of the back row. You get to see the givers. You get to see the the senders. You get to Mm -hmm. see all aspects of the ministry. So I guess, how are you currently praying? How would you ask us to pray for Samaritan's Purse? Well, I I believe uh, uh, very strongly that uh, what's going on on the front lines uh, where the help is uh, being given to those who are in the most desperate needs— the faithfulness of those who are putting their lives on the line, sometimes literally, um, is the primary reason God blesses this ministry because the gospel is going forward right there in practical deeds and in word. And um, he blesses that. Uh, and and so uh, pray for the well-being of those who are called to go and, and serve. But what's going on out there is, uh, I mean, it's... It's it's hell uh, in many places, and uh, it's dangerous. And mm-hmm. so uh, that's a natural object of prayer, and and one that's mm-hmm. much needed, I think. And then that that they will know uh, those who are on the front lines will know uh, when enough is enough, and they they know when to pull back and rest and uh, mm-hmm. uh, have some quiet and uh, solitude. Uh, that they will be able to get that. And uh, thankful for leadership who have wisdom in making those things possible and rotating people in and out. And uh, lots of wisdom needed. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. And as you said that, that's what most people ask when they ask how to pray. They say for wisdom. You yeah. know that. James yeah. tells us we ask for yeah. wisdom. Yeah. Uh, from the Lord, and that is what I see in all of our staff and leadership, and I'm glad you finalized on that. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I think we need to have you on weekly (laughs) to encourage and edify our staff, but thank you so much for your service and and faithfulness over the years and for sharing with us your wisdom. Likewise. All right. Bless you all. I hope you were encouraged and challenged as I was, um, and that it encourages you to abide in God's Word. It truly is a treasure to us, and I loved hearing Steve's heart as he shared some of his favorite verses. Please keep praying for the work of Samaritan's Purse all around the world. Thanks for listening today. Mm